At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There's so much cat hair here. I know. There it's, is so much cat hair here. It's because you picked it up by the back instead of the neck. We love cats, except for Rick. I think you've ripped allergic. my cat's back off, trying to lift it up onto the... Nah. I'm... Do you know what? Do you know what normal people find interesting? What's that? Like 9-11. Is that an inside job or, you know? 9-11 is one of my biggest passions. Oh, you're a freak. You've seen every I, YouTube video about this, haven't I'm, you? I've watched so many documentaries. I've seen so much footage. And I think something about these big events is you always remember where you were when it happened. All right, can I shock you with something? Yep. I remember where I was when this happened. I do as well. However, cop this. Yes. I was upstairs at high school and I was about to walk down the stairs to go to lunch. You would have been about year nine? Yeah, actually. And that that would have been 10 hours after the first plane hit the tower. Yeah. Mate, I don't know. Anyway. I do. I do. No, it was after... Sorry, we weren't going to lunch. It was after first class or something, so it was yeah. early in the morning. So it might have been first tower. It happened regardless at, at night time in Australia. Mm. It happened regardless. at 10pm. mate of mine said, did you hear that the uh, towers have been hit? And I had absolutely no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that to you know, play down the whole event. It was obviously huge and tragic and no, I'm just changed laughing the at, world. Laughing at you. But he said that to me. He said, oh, what do you mean? The twin towers in America have been crashed into by airplanes. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. No idea. And then I went home and I got frustrated that I couldn't watch uh, Cat Dog, I think it was. I was like, where is all the normal programming? All I can see on TV is these two buildings. (laughs) How good is Cat Dog? Cat Dog was the best ever. Cat Dog. All right, just quickly. Living in the world with a little cat dog. Just changing the subject, we'll come back. What is your favourite all-time childhood show? From oh, Animals of Farthingwood, uh, Rugrats. Oh. Rugrats. Do you know huge. what? Williams with Wellingtons. Oh, a- Animals of Farthingwood. I watched. Yeah, and I had a real emotional connection to it. Angry Beavers. But it's fucking shit. I think I think Cat Dog and Angry Beavers. That sort of that era was that was my thing. All right, uh, this is my thing. So I woke up and I went upstairs. And oh, I, we're back to nine eleven. I was okay. absolutely we are, and where I'm ready to watch my favourite show, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and I go to turn on the TV, and the very channel Cheese TV that 
you know, hosted Dragon Ball Z, the first thing I saw was a building on fire. And I'm like, this sucks. Like something's obviously happened to sort of like, you know, make them put on something else. Anyway, as I watched further and further, I realised that this this wasn't just a random event. This was like something very serious. And it always stuck in my mind. That was the moment I found out that 9-11 had happened was when I went to put on Dragon Ball Z and that's what I saw. Went to school that day. And this girl in my class was like, oh, did you hear about... And the teacher was just like, I know, we'll talk about it in a sec. And then we just had like a full-on like hour chat about what had happened. And by the end of school, I remember just thinking how messed up this was. And the next day, you know, um, my mum had bought the, the advertiser paper and it just said, terror in the sky. And it had a... Oh, remember it that. It had that scary image... Yeah. Of the North Tower on fire, the South Tower that was about a second away from being hit and just the plane just coming in. Mm. And I thought, this is something that like we may never see again. Like This is really serious. Yeah. This is really scary. Yeah. And I reckon the, the world was never the same again. Like you go to the airports these days, how tight is security? The world changed, man. Like It really yeah. was a massive deal. Do you remember... Windings? Do you remember the whole thing with windings? Yeah, and that conspiracy theory about the word doc. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's amazing. You're right, nine, I think, what was it? Right, not September 11 or 9-11 in windings. Yeah. And, and then, it was two planes and two and towers that, or something. it was like the, um, the star, star of David and then mm. the towers and the aeroplane. Yeah. Crazy. Are you, Crazy. Dan, Rick, are you too big on the conspiracy theories about 9-11 or any conspiracies for that matter? Well, that would entail me watching stuff and I don't do that. Yeah. So I, I might have to check out here. But I don't really know. Is it a conspiracy or not? Is there substance to people saying that it was, I don't know? I think a lot of people, um, particularly with 9-11 and any conspiracy out there, you know, um, MH370 is... People like to think that something more happened than what actually happened because it's interesting. Like, the truth sometimes, Dan, is a bit boring. Would you agree? Like, it, people want to know yeah. that there was a, a yeah. better reason for something that happened Correct. than what actually happened. And accepting the truth is very boring and I've never been a fan of it because anyone, particularly 9-11, that, believes that it was a conspiracy and wants to talk that up. Do you really think that they care about the families that are connected with the victims of these no, no terrible tragedies? No one would give a fuck no. because all they're interested in is in their own little world, their bubble. But it would be interesting to speak to someone, not that's been in a documentary that said their piece, but to actually speak to them and go, what do you think happened? Yeah, yeah. Because you'd get a completely different outlook from them because they've spoken to people, probably heard stuff that we haven't heard. Yeah. yeah. What do they say? Now, one of the, the biggest arguments, and you've heard this quote, I'm sure you two have heard it many times, is fire doesn't melt steel beams. Now, that's referring to the plane going into the north-south tower, right? And it's talking about how the fire wouldn't be hot enough to melt the steel beams for the towers to collapse. Now, the the fire never melted the steel beams. It weakened the steel beams. And therefore, weakening the steel beams, the towers collapsed. And that's how it's collapsed. 
So people that come in and say, oh, the fire wasn't hot enough, it was hot enough to weaken, not completely melt, which is like the main argument. And that's where... But a lot of people go, and one of the biggest arguments I see is it falls like a demolition. It's so similar to demolitions that you see all over the world with older buildings that are no yeah. longer in use, down, yeah. bang, right. out so, to the side. So how, so, t- how tall were the trade towers? 1,300 feet, right? So how many, how many opportunities in life have we seen a 747 plane crash into a 1,300-foot building in the middle of the city? How many times Three. have we seen that example... And we can only go on the knowledge of what happened. How many times have we seen that happen to then take that and go, all right, well, that's how it should happen? Fucking once. And it's September 11th. What is a very rare event. There's a massive building, a plane, crashes in, weakens the metal, they collapse. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying, and it's a very, very good point. You need a backlog of evidence to prove that something happens a certain way. Yeah. But tell me this. If the plane hits the top of the tower and the top bit of the tower is on fire and it collapses into the bottom, surely the bottom has some integrity to make the top fall over the sides and still remain standing. Yeah. I mean, you can argue all day like, oh, the tower should have collapsed this way. It doesn't make any sense. I need to be clear here. I'm not one that says that the way it fell was suspicious or not. I'm just saying me, with a dumb brain, thinks that that doesn't... Really, so what about check out with me? Yeah, you obviously think that it's not conspiracy. But here's the thing: I've I've been so caught up in it. I like it has interested me so much over the years, and the whole event to me was just so amazing and incredible and like fucking scary. That like I look at it and I go, do I genuinely think that it was a conspiracy? And like, no, I don't at all. And I've seen so much footage, and I just think. The people that are trying to cling on, like we were saying before, are they genuinely thinking that it was a conspiracy or are they just trying to... Find a way out. Find a way. Like, mm. I, I, I need to know something else. I, th- I don't know. Are they? So, hang on. My question is, do you think if we could simulate it again, so rebuild an uh, exact same building, crash, hopefully, you know, remote control, not another... Pit human-filled plane, yeah. but crash a plane into it, you think that the occurrence would be similar? Not the same, I would, I would, no two things yeah. like that are ever going to be exact. I would say it would be similar, and even if it wasn't and it was different, that wouldn't lead me to be like, oh, September 11th must, must have been, you know... So what are your thoughts on the government I mean, doing it for financial benefit? Here's a question. So, like, they said, all right, well, if it was a conspiracy, then what happened? And we, they say, well, it was a demolition. They brought the towers down on their own. What was the benefit of bringing the towers down in the first place versus planes crashing into them? You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm sure what, someone in finance could probably give us an answer to that, and yeah. I don't think either of us are in finance and could could give a reasonable answer. But do you know what? I reckon we could talk about this all day, and just like the last, how long has it been now? Twenty years. Yeah. Has proven we're not going to find the answer out. No. However, you did mention something before MH370. So now let me talk about one thing. Yeah, Twin Towers mm-hmm. that is etched in the memory of history forever. Yeah, MH370. When's the last time you ever heard of it? 
I hear of it all the time. No, you do because you look it up every day. I do. I look it up once a month. And this is no joke. No joke. Fucking look it up every month. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, to to the listeners out there, and disappeared. They were like, like, people that are, like, interested in the conspiracies, you will always go back to it every now and then. You'll be like, I've got to revisit that. How did that happen? You have your own ideas and... Whether they're true or not, does it really matter? But I know you've been very caught up in MH370, Dan, so tell the audience what your opinion is. This is my fucking favourite thing, right? That, I'm so, that little thing you just did then was like you stretching your hamstrings and... So like Mr Burns? Yeah. Just limbering oh, up. I just fucking love it, all right? I'm... Okay, here's the thing. I watch a lot of air crash investigation. Oh, my God, that is the... That is the fucking best show isn't it? Isn't it? on television. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. And you know what the funniest part about it is? What? If you're watching... There's uh, no funny part about it, really. Oh, well, all right, that's a bit dark. But if you're watching air crash investigations and the pilot is being interviewed, what do you do? You switch to the next episode because you know that the pilot survived. The more entertaining the episode is the more people that die. And I know that... That's pretty dark. I I like, I've never switched episodes. No one, no I one, no one wants to watch an episode where like they're survivors. Oh, you, you want to watch the most gruesome, horrible you want, accident? You want plane into mountain yeah, smash? Like I mm. want like two hundred people dead. Everyone's gone. There's a few survivors. Yeah, that's that's my thing. <laughs> Fucking hell! No, I I'm I'll watch all of it. But when I saw this plane go missing. Now, I have a fear of flights, which you know, because remember... That's why this is interesting, because yeah. I hate flying as well. Heights. Really? Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is... And Dan he, made me hold his hand on the runway taking off. Yeah. And we were coming down yeah. on our way to Sydney. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me not, one bit. Not, not so like gay now, am I? Just like that. Oh, was it that gay? Yep. Oh, very gay. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> no, look, honestly, yeah. I'm just one of those people that have seen... All 18 seasons, and that's a lot of seasons for a lot of planes to go missing. And I'm talking 20 episodes a season. You work that out, and they haven't even covered them all, all right? A lot of planes. All right? Gone. 60 episodes. Now, so, so, I, I know noises on planes because I hear them on the show, and they, they explain them, and, and that's fine. But the turbulence and the and and then you you're sitting there with your drink, your little shitty drink that you've fucking waited forty five minutes. It cost for. about seven bucks. Yeah, it should have been about one dollar. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. and then you see the flight attendants and they're fucking like just as panicky and, yeah. and they give you that look like everything's going to be okay. It's reassurance, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but really oh. they're probably like shitting themselves. And as you well. know they've been on four thousand flights compared to your twenty seven, and they're fucking shitting themselves. And you're like, yeah. oh, good. Yeah, this is fucking great. I can understand how these people on MH370 were feeling. Now, on one condition. Yeah. If it was hypoxia. Did everyone just lose oxygen, including the pilot, and the plane miraculously just because disappear? The, because the pilot cut off the air supply to the but passengers. I just don't... I don't know. Because it was, it was a pilot suicide. That's my opinion. We're talking about, what was it, 239 people on board with 12 uh, crew. So yeah, out of those twelve crew, mm. if it's not hypoxia and it's not pilot suicide, which everyone has come to the conclusion of, that's my opinion. But the other ideas are basically hijacking, electronic hijacking, which is like basically finding a part that's outside the cockpit and hijacking that and turning the plane off, mm. and then doing whatever you want with it. Flying it remote, yeah, flying it remote. 
I've seen even a documentary that's come out. What's that even? It's it's a segment from uh, a French investigator who is now. No, I, you know, I yeah. watched this. And Sounds trustworthy. She was saying that baby. Um, she was baby, <laughs> baby, baby. She was saying oh, that baby. Before the plane crash. It's pretty much what she sounded like. She was saying that she was investigating this solo with a, a crew, and I'm not talking about just some French girl on the street. She had something on, and she looked professional, and I believed her. <laughs> but anyway, she's getting like a BBC interview. And she was saying basically that a lot of the information that was given about the plane turning and doing all this other stuff was speculative, as in, oh, that's probably what it what did. What if it went there? Yeah, that's probably what it did. At the time, when they took the information, that's probably what it did, but not definitive. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And since she's gone, I'm taking all that information and I'm wiping the blackboard and I'm starting again, she's done more digging and figured out that there could be a lot more other possibilities. Now, this podcast is not long enough for me to go into it, but she basically said that other um, army bases picked up different radar signals that could indicate that this didn't even go near that. Seventh Ark that everyone's talking about, which is the Indian Ocean, it actually went a completely different direction. So hold your horses because Malaysian Airlines have launched a new investigation, $70 million to go and have a look for it in a different spot after the Australian government spent $200 million looking down that Indian Ocean area. So what I heard was everyone knows where it is. Are you talking about fucking Garcia, the American base? Or you just don't want to know where their assets are. So, is it a case of the more Malaysian airlines say, the more <clears throat> chance they're opening themselves up to, you know, liability? In terms oh my of god, like, mate, you've got fifteen pages there. All right, I'm going to stop you because I know you love this, and just, the just, more we talk about this, the most. I'm going to can I just say one more thing? This is a real, real fact. Now, turn the page again. No, I've got it where I want it. I'll tell you this. Did you know that the cargo or part of the cargo that went onto MH370 was escorted by Army? Mm. Escorted by Army. And that's now proven. The other thing is that... Human cargo or cargo cargo? No, no. So there was the yeah, lithium batteries could have caught fire and brought it down, but there was other cargo, right? They had heaps... It's proven. There was heaps of lithium batteries on board and that the mass amount of them caused a fire that brought it down, which is doesn't make sense because it flew for so long and the MRSAT satellites picked it up for flying through the engine data for seven hours or eight hours after it disappeared 
from Agari. So we're talking about the people on board. All right? Four of those people on board had a patent that got approved four days after that plane went down. Right? And it had been sitting in this stalemate for ages before that. So all of a sudden, plane disappears, patent goes through from Freescale. Cars that were driven with water. What was from the uh, the captain? Um, what was his mental health state like, Dan? Now, this is this is what I think the cover-up could be, and I'm, I'm not into cover-ups. I believe this could be very true too, and I'll let you take this over because this is – yeah, I'm 50-50 on this. I think it's either cover-up or this. It's this, but go but, on. No, I'm, I'm done. Basically, there's a whole yeah. heap of freak. There was a 22 Chinese nationalists that had um, a big deal with a freescale company to do with paint that went over, like, basically stealth jets, right? Mm. And they had a big part of this um, patent and they disappeared and basically by getting rid of them man, meant that someone else could take over that patent. So yeah, is it pilot error? Is it pilot suicide? Or is it outsider influence hijacking? I want you to tell the suicide story. Well, I think the thing that keeps everyone on edge is the fact that we'll never know. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I did hear something. I mean, answer this. Does the pilot get to choose in terms of flight attendants who he'll have on board the plane? Is that a thing? I believe that the pilot has a certain... Does he crew have, does that he comes have control in. over that? No. No, they, have, they, they do have someone that attends to the cockpit that knocks on the door. But remember that he used to, and he had been seen with photos of him with the cockpit open with ca- uh, passengers. So you can't rule that the cockpit was yeah. ever secured. But what's the story behind the flight tracking data and how they weren't able to track that? Because he, well, he must have switched it off. Like, there's no other... It, it's, it's so... Convenient that they hit Agari, which is 27 minutes out of Malaysia, right? Yeah. And Malaysia go, all right, well, you're out of our airspace almost at Agari. We switch you over to Vietnam airspace. And now you would say, what's that take, 30 seconds for someone to call in and say, how you doing? And all you hear is the pilot say goodnight to the Malaysian airlines and see you later. So after that... yeah. The transponders are turned off, all the communications are turned off, it flies off yeah. and see you later. I also heard that the co-pilot on that flight tried to make a call that was cut off just before things started to go wrong. So was was that sort of pushed under the carpet? Like what would have he been calling for? Well, I don't know. Because I feel as though if he was, maybe something he would have known something was up. Well, probably. Unless he's do you think that the if the pilot was in on it, the co-pilot's been taken out or in on it or what? Or do you feel like it's all just... All the information you've just put in front of me has suggested that this has been a workplace accident. <laughs> you don't believe in it. and You just think it's just someone's fucked up. I think up. it's a workplace accident. It's, and it's a suicide. Well, I don't know. Have you guys ever been in a workplace accident? Anything that you'd... I've seen people very hurt. What? Yeah. Where? JB Hi-Fi? Yeah, just TVs falling on people, broken ankles. What? Yeah. What was your what, what was your first job? Me? Yeah. Uh Woolworths. Yeah. Mine was Woolworths. Yeah. I was a cake decorator. You're fucking not good at that for sure. Like uh, well <laughs> my, my, I got so frustrated I couldn't they, say what I needed to say. They hired me and I was able to keep up the act for a couple of years, but How? <laughs> How many disappointed birthdays were there? Like 
six. Happy birthday, Crail. <laughs> Happy birthday, Carly, but it was spelt like Cranson. <laughs> right, there was this um there was this one time that I was thinking about um where I almost died in the workplace. And this was an incident that changed the recipe to the mud cake recipe at Woolworths. They took, so, took blood out of the recipe? Correct. <laughs> Hang because, on. Because of what happened with us, because I was at Woolworths at Mitcham, South Australia, um, they changed the whole recipe forever. So basically what happened was I was busy decorating my cakes and this baker that I was working with, was um, he was doing his thing at you know on the other side of the um the ba- the bakery right so he ended up getting um two pots wedged together so you've got like a metal pot and then on top of that he had a metal pot and he got it jammed so in one pot was like the mud cake mixture and in the other pot was like the like uh, cream so he was trying to heat that up they got jammed together and he couldn't get them open so this was all happening without me actually knowing that it was happening, but I found out later. So in order to get these things unjammed, he thought, um, why not put these two pans on a hot plate and that way they would expand and then be able to separate. <laughs> Is this going somewhere? Oh, yeah, it's going <laughs> okay. somewhere. Good. It's going okay. vertical, right? Okay. So he has these two um, pans on the hot plate yeah. and... I'm there decorating, and then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, there's an explosion. Han, when, ho- when you say explosion, I, I expect spectacular. All right, so this explosion was ridiculous. Like, it completely blew up. The pot blew out from the other pot, put a hole in the roof. That's spectacular. Everyone, that. everyone came rushing in. There was about three people that were shopping for the, the bloody bread that came rushing in like, is everything Okay. Manager comes in, questions are being asked. I look up, there's smoke everywhere, there's a massive hole in the roof and I'm going, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and the manager goes up to um, Joel, who was the baker. Yep, Joel. Bloody hell, Joel. Yeah, yeah, well done, Joel. And Joel had to explain what had happened and from that point on, the whole recipe for that mug cake had changed to something else because of his actions. So, really, and I, I was, I was sort of like looking at. I'm going, if I had walked on over there, just to see what was going on, and I put my head over that, those two pots that he was trying to separate, I would have literally been decapitated. Wow. Yeah, I would, I would have had my head taken off. Do you sort of feel proud that you've changed the recipe? Yeah, for Australia. Yeah. So like, if you were at Woolworths, I didn't change it. He wasn't the dickhead that put yeah. two pans together and put them. Oh, on but the hot no, plate. no, I was, part of it. I was part of the team. <laughs> The Woolworths team. But like, like go, Joel, like go, if you, Joel. If you were working in Queensland Woolies, your, like, like the recipe to make the mud cakes would have changed because of these fucking dickhead group in Adelaide, South Australia that just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. But oh. I'll never forget it because that explosion, like, if you had done that in the middle of an oval, like, that would have gone at least 70 metres in the air. Like, oh, it wow. Was, it was See, I was looking for spectacular, and I think yeah. you just hit it. Yeah, just. Good. That's good. pretty good. It was crazy. For about three seconds there, I was about to tell you to shut up, but then you yeah. improved. Yeah, Thank good. you. Good stuff. What? I've, got, I've got three. Three? Probably not as spectacular. I'll run through them real quick, right? It better be the best two. No, nah, I've got to give you all three. Okay. Uh, I'll narrow it down to two. Okay. Um, first job I ever had, it was like child labor, basically. 
I was working in a furniture, not a factory, but some guy. Is this Sri Lanka? <laughs> yeah. Some guy used to buy all the offcuts of timber from the mills down in the southeast and we'd pick all the best bits and just make like bedside tables and tall boys and stuff from them, right? And there was this girl working there and she wasn't quite right in the head. Well, hand, hand, explain that. Like, oh, I can't go into it. Is it because you'll be in trouble or because... Oh, she just wasn't. She just wasn't all there. Like normal person but just buzzed out or you mean like a bit... Uh... Just can't tell you. Okay. <laughs> she wasn't right. Anyway. Okay. One day I was on one side of the warehouse and she was on the other and I can't even remember if I said anything to her. I was on the big plane saw so I had these big long bits of timber feeding them into the thing and all of a sudden... You know a nail gun has got the little safety thing so you have to be pushing it against something? Yeah. She had a plank of wood against the nail gun and just started firing. You guys. Until the nail pushed through the wood and she was literally shooting nails across the other side of the factory. Like, what the fuck? Who does that shit? Is she from Tasmania? Probably. What the fuck? Yeah, she got deported back there afterwards. What happened? You, you don't no, do that. I ducked behind a big thing of wood so that I wouldn't Would get that, hit. Can, I don't know about nail guns. I've never even used one. I'm very bad at tools. Right? Everyone knows I'm very bad at tools. Me too. They scare my feelings. So tell me <laughs> this. If I had a nail gun and I was to shoot it in the air and that was to make contact with me, is that more like a, a problem that it might get me in the eye or the mouth or is it more it could penetrate the skin? Or is oh, it, Mate, they're not like arrows. They're not going to just shoot into you. But it's like you've got about a thousand pieces of metal flying at you. It's like so, so it's more the eye safety than it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still bad. Right, just Do you want to get hit with nails? Just stop no. fucking shooting no. people, you dumb bitch. Terrible. That's what it is. So stop it. Anyway, second one. I was um, working in a car yard and we had this guy start with us. And, you know, this is one of these guys who you give a job to because you've you know, you feel like you should be doing the right thing and he was a bit down on oh, his Oh, he was a bit of a fucking retard. It sounds he? like one of my first jobs <laughs> when I was employed. Anyway, guys outside were doing a yard change, moving some cars around on the yard mm. and one of the used car guys pulled pulled in front of this guy and um, beeped the horn and it shocked him a bit, I think. And instead of just like stopping, the guy went like this. Oh, no. Oh, and that's not what I expected. And went to put his foot on the brake but hit the accelerator and reversed straight into the wall. That's Bang. What, yeah, that's what I expected, yes. Just like okay, so he, he huge dent in the wall, the car's wrecked, and all for the sake of just going, get stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> How much did that cost him? How many? Uh, he had to pay the insurance premium, probably 500 or 1000 Oh, bucks. that's not exciting. No. I wanted him to pay 30000 No, it was about twenty grand's worth of damage. I wanted him to go to jail. <laughs> We always want the worst. Oh, We're always the worst so people. Good. On the back of that, let me tell you, I had a um, an ex-girlfriend who, you know that song by Fat Man Scoop? The only one that anyone ever knows? Fat Man Scoop, Brooklyn Plan, Fat Man Scoop, Brooklyn Plan. I think I was busy being a better person when that song came out. I don't well, know about it. I was busy you know, <laughs> sweating bullets at nightclubs, dancing along to it. There's a line in that song where the lady vocalist goes, Love like this before. Oh, and the girl song. that I was with at the time was adamant that that lyric was, Bye, bye, biscuit boy. 
And I was like, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> nah, like I'm all for defending people that are retarded with lyrics. Because I've got one that's going to really fuck with you. Like this is horrible. So um, Abba, give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Are you ready? Yeah. I thought it was. Give me, give me, give me a letter from Vietnam. What? Yeah. Get out of of my house. I know, I know. I know you want me to leave, but if you play that song right now, which we will on the podcast. All right, I'm going to play it right now. Anyway, okay. So, look, I'm sorry, but that's genuinely what I thought. And I remember listening to it with my mate, and he was like, "You know, are you sure that's right?" I'm like, "Dude, what? Like, like, man, after midnight? What are you talking about?" Well, the fact that from Vietnam, the fact that the the, the listeners have heard it already, and we haven't because we've just paused the podcast for a second. Yeah, I can't even agree or disagree with you, but I feel like that's fucking stupid. Yeah, seek help. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, I genuinely like ever since I listened to that song because I like loved it as a kid. I just got in my head is like that's that's what it is, and I've completely like There's outside a- noise. Like, forget it. I will see you there, or I will see you on another time. That's very confusing. I don't know what, if you're gonna come or not. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.